I've got something to share with you. I'm feeling very, very bullish about um, the game this week against Fremantle, and I'll tell you why. It's not every day that we are exposed to a Collingwood legend in the flesh, in the wild. Mm. And I've had two interactions with a very famous magpie this week, none other than Collingwood gold-kicking champion Peter McKenna. Wow. Now, I first saw Peter McKenna earlier in the week at a market, an open-air market, doing some shopping with his, I'm assuming it was his daughter and her sort of primary school aged children. Two strapping, two strapping young lads and, and, and immediately my brain just went to, um, I don't know, give it 14 years. <laughs> yeah, the reserve. Kind of quince paste market or? Yeah. No, no, no. It was, it was just like an open-air sort of like, you know, beef chicken type vibe. It's Preston Market. Beef or chicken. Market. Yeah, okay. beef or chicken. Preston. And then later on in the week, I was frequenting a, um, a local establishment, a bar. Right. And seated at a table by the window was none other than legendary goal-kicking Collingwood forward Peter McKenna seated <laughs> with his- seat No, no, no. Seated with his- uh, I assume it's his, his daughter- and two primary-aged children. Now, if that's not a glowing orb of, a, a, of an omen for the Collingwood Football Club this week, I don't know what else could possibly be. And I didn't speak to him because, again, we have a policy on Pie Hard. We don't speak to um, magpies in the wild unless we're insanely drunk or, <laughs> or otherwise. Um, Best not but- to after drinking either, to be honest. No, absolutely. But the, but my favourite, my, sorry, I'm getting somewhere with this. The favourite part was the second interaction because Peter was wearing um, a very bright, splendid T-shirt, which can only be described as the Rastafarian flag. Wow. So, you know, you know the Rasta colours? Yeah, is it kind it's of like, like one of those T-shirts you get from the clothing section of the market with Bob Marley no, on like, it? It's it's like it was like it wasn't tie dyed or anything. It was just like he he picked it up at a at uh, in the grill in Jamaica, you know, twenty years ago or something. And um, a college it was shirt? Com- no, just like a t shirt, just like a a, a Rasta t shirt. <laughs> and so he's relaxed. <laughs> he's relaxed about Saturday. And I immediately so I, I immediately thought I think Peter McKenna is a herbalist. <laughs> I, I feel like Peter McKenna could be. The smoking magpie, and um, I hope he is. Maybe it's maybe it's something to do with injuries or, or, or stress or anxiety. But um, oh my god, it fill, filled my heart with a lot of joy to see um, you know a Bob Marley cloaked um, Peter McKenna walking through a um, a pub um, with children in tow. It just wasn't what I was expecting to see. Look, Damo, if there's one way of reliving that languid, relaxed confidence of the 2010 Lionel Richie set. <laughs> it's after some herbs. But there's only one thing that could make the story any better, Demo. It would yeah, be go. if said daughter was not in fact daughter, was trophy wife <laughs> and the kids at the table <laughs> were father-son recruits. <laughs> Looking at Collingwood today, it's hard to imagine that this was one of the toughest suburbs in Melbourne. I have a magpie tattooed in a certain spot. I wouldn't say it's the biggest magpie getting around. <laughs> Out-of-control brawl outside a Collingwood pub. 60 years ago, it was lined with boot factories. As gritty, grotty suburbs in prime locations turned into trendy hotspots. Wolves had five bounces, nearly get another one. He's the smartest guy on the team. We don't have too many to pick from. You've got to go back to Billy Graham at the MCG for an American to dominate like this. The bubbles bursting three decades of grand final wobbles. I still can't believe it. I can. Oh. A weekend order by the club of 288,000 cans to be consumed. More comfortable in the surf. It's as close as you'll get to greatness, you peanut. Shut up. Pie Hard's a cultural commentary podcast about Collingwood for Pies fans and wannabe Pies fans. We sidestep the stats and analysis for a deep dive into Collingwood culture, the good and the bad, unearthing the hidden story, strange beauty and offbeat culture of the famous football club, the Collingwood Football Club and beyond. Should do a special shout out too for everyone who tuned in last week to the very special Heath Shaw pre-finals episode. It's already, I think, top five mm. Pie Hard eps of all time. It's about to overtake the Paul LeCuria ep we did, which was sort of 
Um, we spoke to Paul just on the eve of the, you know, the shit that had gone down and the coaching selection and all of that stuff. So shout out to Heath for um, being a good. That was a good, good interview. Good egg, Heath. He sure he was. Um, he, he gave was us very, a few little nuggets, very, of, nuggets of truth, didn't he? Truth nuggets. He was. He was very happy. This is behind the scenes. This is going deep on this one. But he was very happy when we explained to him that we were a, an audio only podcast, and he. Mm. Um, was it he went and put a baseball cap on? I think <laughs> yeah, <his, laughs> he got up, walked away, and the came back with a hat his, on. Um, yeah, Zoom setup wasn't exactly conducive to an interview, but his stories were and disarmingly honest, as you'd expect from Heath, right? There's some mm, nuggets mm. of wisdom around his relationship with Bucks, and I thought it was especially poignant when he said, "Would I have liked to stay on at Collingwood for seven more seasons and surpass Uncle Tony's games record?" Hmm. Yes, that would have been nice. And I thought that was a little glimmer of honesty, which I didn't expect. It's romantic, isn't it? It's the romantic notion is with mm. a sh- with a name like that that you, you know, you carry the torch. You don't, you know, go to another team. Famously, Uncle Tony was given the option to go and coach Carlton, wasn't he? Or be, be an assistant at Carlton. He turned it down. He wanted to coach Collingwood. Mm. And, um, yeah, that. <laughs> Probably needed to do an apprenticeship <laughs> Probably. in modern terms. Um, well, you'd think so, wouldn't you? But, you know, there was the heady <clears throat> days of giving favourite sons, you know, the keys. And yeah, did it work yeah. out? Not so much. <laughs> Absolutely not. And we didn't learn our lesson because we gave the keys to Nathan as well. So, anyway, moving along. <laughs> I think on, Nathan, we- Nathan coached the under-15s, the AAS. Big difference. <laughs> that's right that's right i remember that fuck um all right hard yes you've got one let's go all right so demo i, th- I thought it would be it would be nasty of me to withdraw <laughs> the hard yes from fly mccray um given we have such a tradition of of uh giving him the chocolates in this segment mm. and i'm gonna do it again yep i really liked the way he went for the losers spray now yeah okay it's come out the perhaps it wasn't so much of a spray but uh, as everyone knows, because, you know, the media just jumps on anything, any kind of indication of, of anger or aggression. Quick one. Did any media outlet use the headline fly spray? <laughs> that, it sounds like it's a Herald Sun, like just a, a gift. As a Herald yes. Sun sub-editor is, is waiting for you, Damon, whenever you want it. Um, I'm sure. I'm, I'm, I, I, I think it would have been used, but if it wasn't. Shame on the me- shame on the white. Well, my hard yes is the fly spray, and um, I just thought it was a good demo because the language this year has been around player empowerment, being yourself, um, taking risks, not being afraid to lose, windscreen mm. wipers, all yeah. that kind of stuff. But I felt that we needed um, at some stage to see the dark side, yeah. the dark side <laughs> of fly, and just to yeah. see like something which speaks of urgency sharpening up you got to sharpen up like we've we're we're in this finals once you know we've got an opportunity in front of us snap out of it boys get up off the turf sharpen up um you know we've got next week don't be losers strong language yeah kick up the ass i i I watched that i I don't have any issue with what he said um you know i I didn't think it was weird i think it's very weird at all but um I watched that presser and it felt really forced. He sort of just very quickly brought it up, not in response to a question or anything. Yeah. It was like, it was like I, I think he, he he fucked that up a little bit because just the way he sort of like very quickly blurted it out. Like I think I'll, I'll put it another way. It, behind closed doors, if he in the team meeting straight after the game was like, what's this shit about you guys lying down? Mm. We've got a game. Next week, reset. We've been talking about winning all year. That's bullshit. That's loser mentality. Yeah. We're better than that. Instead, he 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 says it in a press conference. No, that, he, you know, he said it first no one picked up on it. But yeah, but did you no one picked up on I didn't pick up. I wasn't like I wasn't at the ground going, oh, this is fuck, they're all on the ground. No, but that's but, the point, Damo. That, that's exactly the point I'm making, is that it wasn't it was a it, it was a premeditated tactic to introduce a sense of urgency and a new a new look, a new kind of yeah. tone to the no. group. So he he came up with that. Um, he, I think he knew that he had to change tone and and get energy and momentum into the group and urgency before they were lying on the ground. Like late in the quarter, mm. he said, "If we lose this, I'm gonna I'm gonna say something to rattle the cage a bit." So yeah, I think it was a bit of coaching psychology. I don't think it was just something off the cuff, and that's why. He had it ready up his sleeve in the press conference because yeah. he kind of thought yeah. about it. 
Yeah, it was ham-fisted though. I I reckon um, because immediately what happened is like that got picked up on socials. It got picked up on all the footy shows. It got all picked up. And the footage they showed, I mean, the the footage over and over was like Dugowie on the Mm. ground who'd just been, just played, you know, a classic Dugowie finals game with a busted shoulder or AC joint um, would have been absolutely, you know, torched, absolutely torched, would have had nothing left. And it's like that becomes the. This is just the. This is the. This is the media landscape that we live in. That becomes the headline. That becomes the story. But then you invite you invite all. Yeah, but yeah, but then you invite the ridicule of like you know half the footy pundits saying that's great, love to see it, kick up the ass. The others are saying like Kane Corns is like contrarian angle is like it's weird. Why is he focusing on that? And it's just I, I just think it's unnecessary is that what he needs to do to get through to the players i don't think so i think he's getting through to the players i don't think that's his problem i don't think he needs to do that one on a soapbox that's internal that's oh, um, i liked it. i just like to you know it's finals it's cutthroat and i'm going to change my language change my tone just slightly to to bring those players back into the room about look boys we've mm. got an opportunity here. And, I, and from all reports and he's said this afterwards it mm. wasn't a roast it wasn't a fly yeah. spray there was no more teen involved no. It was it was like Aragard, you know, just mm. annoying for the insect. It was a, lo- it, was a it was a it was a McRae love tap. It, it was a it was a love Aragard kind of little mist spray, <laughs> and they kind of they get a bit irritated and they you know bzzz around <laughs> on their back for a bit and they no, fly it's off. A, it's a, it's it's getting the fly in the cup and then putting the um, paper, <laughs> sliding the paper yeah. underneath, to walking out, and releasing it. <laughs> yeah, releasing it into the wild. No flies were harmed. Anyway, the, the the mantra for this week, tell me what you think of this one, is embrace mm. the struggle. How does that okay, strike? Okay, is, is this one you've you've come up with? Or? No, no, he came up with it. Like we've got oh. to go the long way around now. Fuck we've got to out. win the next three. Honour the, the jumper. Honour the jumper. Embrace the struggles. You need a mantra up. every week, Damien. You know, you're <laughs> in branding. You're in many. brand world. Just keep yeah, on just, pumping them out. Let's just, let's just have one. Let's just commit to one. No, what is it? Embrace the struggle. Okay, so what, what's that? Okay, there's Unpack two. Unpack that. In my, my reading is there's two mm. references. One is you've got to go the long way around now by winning a semi-final or a prelim. Ah, uh, yes, final. of course. The second the is, and this is the more salient, immediate point, mm. is that Fremantle player, highly contested, highly defensive game, and it's a struggle like an arm wrestle. And so mm. he's told his players, this is not necessarily going to be a free-flowing, high-scoring contest. Embrace the struggle. Right. Which I, I don't can't. mind. I mean, look. Yeah. He's, just, he's framing it. Like, we've said this before. Like, good coaches mm. are like teachers. They have to frame uh, the lesson yeah. for their students yeah. Yeah, to yeah. then allow the students to delve into that textbook and learn how to swat Fremantle. Yeah. No, it's very good. Look, I, look, I love it. I hope it works. I hope, I hope everyone's embracing the struggle um, this week down at the Lexus Centre. Um, but yeah, look, it's been it's been highly successful. So I don't want to be critical about these um, these fly mantras. I think um, I think it's very good and very clear in mm. terms of its communication. It's very simple. It's very straightforward. It's something that that, that the players can get behind. It's been it's been an interesting week, isn't it? Like with regards to the McRae, you know, kind of love affair that continues. There's you get a lot of these sort of, you know, when you know when your team's in the finals and journalists do these kind of interview pieces with players. They kind of seem. I think we'll mm. talk about it. We've seen a steel side bottom one. There was one with Nathan Murphy. There was one with Ash Johnson. Mm. They're these kind of longer, longer yeah, it's pieces. The, it's about, the Robbo specialty, isn't it? it? It is. It is. It's the heartstrings, and it's like and. Um, there was a really interesting one. I don't know if you picked up on this one from Nathan Murphy, Murphy earlier in the week. Um, uh, just alluding to the fact that the current cultural sort of environment at Collingwood allows everyone to just be themselves. Right. Yeah. And and he made a he made a direct reference to growing up in a family with two sisters. So he was he was saying, and I'm paraphrasing here, but he was saying, you know, he's quite feminine in terms of how he was brought up mm. uh, in his in his family, and that's allowed to be um, that's celebrated this year. Where it was like when he came into the football system, it felt very very blokey, very manly, a very like a, an archetype. In what way is he feminine? Club. Well, I don't know. He didn't allude. He didn't allude to this, but I think he's just growing up in that environment. He didn't. He probably didn't feel as comfortable in that blokey mm. sort of masochistic um, environment of of the of the footy clubs of yore. But again, not to, not to get into the to the quote. Um, well, if we had have had so- that environment earlier, we might have kept the likes of um, Paul Seedsman who 
didn't feel able to be a lesbian in the environment um, under Buckley. <laughs> it's a, it's damning on Buckley, isn't it? Like all of the every time I see one of these headlines, which is like, you know, it's just a, it's a different place. Like mm. I'm allowed to be me. I'm playing better football as a result. It's just like, and not Buckley. I should say the the administration and the coaching and the backroom staff of like the last eight years. It's like. There was also a Fuck. moment. We, we were off. Yeah. We were off. Well, culture changes and mm. generations come through and they they change culture, you know. And yeah. I th- also think that Fly McRae didn't come necessarily with his ready-made, although he did have the Richmond template, didn't come with this ready-made concept of like everyone's going to be themselves, going to be a family club. But you could see when Ginnifan started getting criticised when, when he had the GoPro right at the start of the year. Yeah. McRae said that he was in bed with um, – his wife, who wasn't invited to the Voss dinner, and mm. his wife said, you know, you just got to let these guys, let, let these yeah. young fellas do what they want type thing. And They're kids, know, yeah. Yeah, they're kids. Let them be kids. And um, he was like, all right. And I think that that was a fork in the road that he's pursued and it's it's been a good one because if Nathan feels like he can cross-dress in Alexa Centre, I'm all for that. Yeah. It's funny. Uh, it's a side note, but with the, the, Ginevan, the Ginevan Patrick Dangerfield, Thing right Ugh. earlier in the week. I'm not sure if you. What saw did that, he say exactly? I didn't. I kind of saw a headline, but uh, it's just classic, classic Dangerfield, where he he essentially said, um, if Ginevan had his time again, I'm pretty sure he would have um, approached that situation quite differently. Are you talking about the freak, the non-free kick, or the oh, chicken? No, t- no the, the, the chicken, the, the alleged chicken wing tackle. Oh, okay. Um, Coming, coming from the head of this, the, the, didn't even get um, looked or got looked at. Got, it got thrown out, right? So, do you feel though, like not to? I, I don't want to. I don't want to pour more kerosene on the Dangerfield thing because the comments were whack. Mm. Dangerfield's a mouth breather. We all know that. Um, <laughs> it's a good thing he's all the way out there in Mogs Creek. We don't have to kind of see him at Preston Market. Well, you or, don't. Or bottle shops around the around establishments, but um, I, I, I always. I always go quite old school when I when I see or, or read one of those things, and I I expect the club mm. and the players to really come out and lash, like almost lash Dangerfield, um, call him out, um, support the player, back back him up, you know. But I just I just don't see that. Like I don't see it from captain. I don't see it from coach. You I mean the Collingwood administrators coming out? The Co- Collingwood Football Club, all of them, even the even the fitness dude even the guy that cuts the oranges at three quarter time like where it it just sort of it's left to twitter to kind of like just you know ravage and 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 throttle and these distractions like dangerfield's got a track history of you know being lippy in the media and he he's a very tongue-in-cheek and ironic and he thinks he's a a pretty funny guy um i just don't think that it benefits anyone doesn't serve any purpose Pouring fuel on that fire, I don't think. Um, for a for a guy with danger, like in his surname, is he the most? Is he not the most tepid mid? Like like he should change his name. It should be Patrick Field. <laughs> like that that would be more appropriate, I think. Just moving forward, I think if if you're listening, Patrick. Anyway, um, let's finish this off. Hard yes. Sorry, <laughs> just got down here. Little bit of a rabbit hole. Now, look. Um, one thing that has really lit our fire. Um, and we've been loving on Pie Hard. I know you've been loving it as well. Is is any form of Collingwood Spawn Con? I'm co- talking, of course, of sponsored content. Mm. It's where our our wonderful sponsors, be it KFC or the Clorox Five Thousand, um, throw the club just a, a fat bucket of cash, right? And say you've got a you've got a video department, you've got players, you've got people. Go, do something with this. Mm. Put it on Twitter. And of course, we've seen we've seen you know. Players, past players walking into KFC with buckets on their heads and we've, we've seen backroom admin staff spraying germs with, with Clorox 5000s. Mm. But we saw, we saw the top dog. We saw Craig McRae earlier. It's a big get, isn't it? Earlier this week. It's a huge get. They now, pay a lot more. Now, this must be, yeah, this is, this is, a, this is upper echelon. This is like, this is serious, you know, YouTube influencer stuff. Like we're talking... Kardashian tweet levels for mm. this one. Now, um, the 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 tweet was Fly has been rewriting the rules since day one. 
exclamation mark. More recently, he's raised a few eyebrows in the gym. Hashtag rewrite the rules and flybags four. Now, this is Collingwood I, tweet. Let's let's play. Can we play the video? And I want to talk about a specific moment um, that occurs in the video. Let's play it for everyone just to situate the listener. And um, there's a fantastic moment that I want to talk through. Let's let's do it. One hundred and one, one hundred and two, and I'm done. Just feel that doesn't work. Doesn't work. You're worse than me. Go on, just pop me. Oh, I just need some arm kills. Oh boy. Jordy, give us a hand. Give us a hand. Hey mate. Just trying to get strong. Old school tune, so I can get myself in the zone. Lepa. This is on your plate, this isn't it? This is my favorite. Yeah. What do you reckon? Good workout. Better get back to work. Now it's that like we could we could really dive into that. Look, it's wow. it's not it's not the it's not the worst thing. It's <laughs> the not the players worst thing. Didn't I've, know, I've the players didn't seem to know what was going on. They weren't briefed that there's this no. gonna be a camera crew in the gym and yeah. um Fly McRae. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of slapstick humor, right? It is. It's the the song is quite, you know, like it's quite upbeat, fruity, and sort yeah, of, um, yeah, yeah, bit, bit, bit circusy. Um, but there's a great, there's a great scene. So I don't know how much this guy drinks. I don't know if he's a big drinker. I don't think he is. So he he finishes his workout. We see him back in his office in the Lex, clearly in the Lexus Center. He pulls out beneath those is, coach murals. Yeah, but in front of the rolling in their graves, looking at him oh sponsoring this product, oh the Lee the Lee Matthews thighs. <laughs> but um, he takes a sip. He takes a sip from what is clearly an unspritzed warm bottle of um. Yeah, it's got Carlton. no. It's got no cold beads on it. No condensation. No, no. Nah, this is, you need this the is, beads, guys. Who, who's is, the food stars? Who's the yeah? Drink no, stars? no, no, no. This is this is this is this is rule number one in 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 alcohol adver- advertising is you got to bring the spritz, but. The great thing is he has a sip of the drink and then proceeds to put the try, attempt to put the cap back on. He t- tries to screw a beer cap back on. Now, Carlton Zero, like, Carlton Zero, like the, it's a bottle top. Like it's, you know, it's a twist top thing. Like you don't, does anyone drink beer? Does, I don't know. Maybe it's me, but does anyone crack a cold one, have a few sips, put the lid back on like it's a 600 mil Coke? Yeah. Leave it on the desk for a few hours and then sort of revisit it, or it's maybe the chuck it back bluff in the fridge. Demo that it's like it actually works as a really great creative detail is that he doesn't drink beer. That's why he doesn't understand that lid beer lids don't go back on the bottle. <laughs> but now that Carlton Zero has come out, he's able to drink <laughs> beer because he's not usually a drinker. Yeah, that's it's right. Naive. Okay, well there we go. So that's meta. Okay, you know I get it. I get it. All right, well, maybe I missed that one, but I thought it was. I thought it was a beautiful. <laughs> it's awkward, uh, yeah, but. Holy shit, like on the eve of a finals, like imagine the, the, the guy in the club who's like, oh, fly, we've, uh, 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 we've got this, um, just before you go, we've got to do this Carlton Zero rewrite the rules, um, well, Jim spoof. <laughs> the look on like Darcy Moore's face when Fly, like he, Fly's like kind of glancing around trying to draw players into his kind of jovial, it, it smacks of that Seinfeld approach that he did. We did it earlier in the mm. year with their bong. Yeah, that's bong, right. Bong, bong. But it's uh, Darcy Mortis looks at him like, what the fuck are you doing in the gym? And why are the cameras, you know, <laughs> this is not in my contract. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sponsoring Sacred. Carlton Zero, says Darcy. It's fly. It's your thing. Do it, buddy. It's good. Rewrite the rules, Carlton, Carlton Zero. <laughs> yeah, okay. Hard ask. What do we got? All right, so this week's hard ask... Um, we delved into obviously the most topical moment of the week. You know, nay. It's pretty fresh, isn't it? You know, the month. I mean, mm. it's as topical as any of the epic Pies wins of recent times. Um, perhaps not on the global scale of the Pies wins, but but still, pretty big news. Obviously, I'm talking about uh, the Queen passed away or the, the news arrived on our shores earlier today that the Queen had passed away. And um, we decided to put out a hard ask in honour of Elizabeth II. Right. Um, I asked the um, the Legion's demo in honour of Elizabeth, which 
ex-Collingwood player held on for too long before retiring? Was that was, no, was that the question? That's a joke. I'm sorry. It's a really bad. <laughs> no, no, I didn't. I didn't say that at all. Sorry, mm-hmm. Liz. Um, we respect you. Um, you know what you've done for the, the Commonwealth. Um, mm-hmm. In honor of Elizabeth, this was the real hard ask. Who was was, the, was Elizabeth a Collingwood supporter? You know, I was thinking about this. Mm. That would be a big get in the celebrity arms race. Oh, but huge! Seven, oh, I think it was seven or someone um, posted a footy of her with a footy. A footy, a photo of yeah, Elizabeth right. with a footy, and it looks like maybe fifteen yeah. years old. the The funny thing about the photograph was it was almost like a media op, and there's like flash photography in her face, but the footy itself is a burly. And so, it's just uh, who would get? Is that uh, South who Australian? Would, I, I, Western Australian, is it? Is it? I don't know. Like, there's, I remember what is there? There's, there's Sharon, obviously, which is like. King Dick. I mean, if anyone's worthy of a Sharon, it's probably the Queen. But then you've got there's, there's only there's only two. It's just, yeah, there's two. There's Faulkner and Sharon. Yeah, but I don't know. And buff, but, but Buffalo, Buffalo. Like, if you but if Sharon's ten out of ten, which it is, it smells yeah. like seaweed, in my opinion. Beautiful leather. Well, Faulkner is a two, which leaves yeah. Burley. Like, what the fuck is Burley? Yeah, Burley's if your if your school's been really cut, like the funding's been really kind of you know. Cut back. You're, you've got a Burnley or a, or a Buffalo mm. um, or a Liabird. I've even seen a Liabird kicking around in some sort of destitute. <laughs> That's school the, is that the territory or something? Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I don't know. But yeah, you'd you'd, you'd hand the Queen of England mm. a, a Sharon, surely. Like whoever yeah. the press, you'd whoever was behind her that, Sharon. you'd hand Paul her a Sharon. Could hand bad. Um, maybe Charles. Char- Charles. Charles would get the Burnley. I think that's that's acceptable. Um, Not anymore, buddy. He's up. If Charles he's, really he's wants to own now. the position, he now does a photo op with a Sharon, and he's oh, he's, he's gonna, already yeah, done his mum. One up, one up his mum. <laughs> yeah, but just on head the down to the Sharon factory. Race, demo. Mm. I was thinking mm. recently as a tangent, but I think that it's time that we develop a website um, to track the celebrity yep. arms race. Do you, have you right. ever seen the website which tracks the uh, amount of trucks, the frequency of trucks running into the Montague Street Bridge? Yes. Yeah, I have yeah, seen so that. Yeah, so something like that, yeah. like really 90s website, like very basic. But what you have is you have every AFL side and then under each uh, team you have uh, photos of the celebrities that yeah. have donned yeah. their apparel because that's the rule with celebrity arms race. You've got to don the apparel. And then a rating based on the, the fame um, or just the quality of the celebrity about how many points they're worth with a running total about who's in front. Yeah, in a celebrity's arms race. So I want. I would like to create. If there's any like IT yeah. nerds in the Pie Hard Legions, <laughs> I want to create. It has to look really. The website has yeah. to look terrible. Yeah, we have no money. We have no budget for this. So this is going to be a passion job. Yeah, passion job. Like everything about Pie Hard, it's a passion <laughs> job. Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, look. Um, back to the hard ask. In honor of, of Elizabeth, who is the sovereign and heir apparent of Collingwood royalty? Mm. I know I haven't read these, so um, this is the first time. Phil Devlin, friend of the pod. Darcy Moore, the principled, reluctant king in the mould of Charles. Estranged on dad, but responds strong to proxy dad, Mountbatten Buckley. God, this is deep. This is good. After starting married forward to Lady Jessie White, he splits (laughs) with Jessie, delisted, then marries into defence with Jeremy Howe, now king. Wow, that's um, ah, oh, so good, isn't it? That's got layers. I mean, I don't know who Diana is. Um, mm. I don't know who well, Megan Markle. Actually, I didn't know who Megan Markle. It kind of fits too because, as we all know, um, it's a bit shadowy. But uh, we do know Peter Moore from our deep dive research. Mm. He's, he's in bed with the uh, Saudis. A big, big deal. Um, well, look, we don't uh, pie hard. We're 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 free market guys. We, uh, you know, we don't uh, we don't tut tut anyone's sort of financial interests. If, if, 
that's what you need to do, then then by all means you have our you have our blessing. But but now it's an interesting in the royal one. Family, he's got to watch it, right? Because they ordered. Well, I feel like the, I feel like the royal family had all of those kind of murky um, oh, connections, yeah. didn't they, with um, Prince Andrew? And, Dirty. And it just sort of fits. <laughs> Dirty. It just fits with the. It does fit with the uh, sort of like a, a, an episode of The Crown or something. Like that with the, with the royal it family. Does. I love it. I love Very it. Very good. Um, buys Tommy a lot onions. of buys, buys a lot of furniture off someone I know too, Darcy Moore. Buys a lot of really nice mid-century second-hand refurbished furniture. He lives in Collingwood, um, so I wouldn't have thought he has that much floor space. But. Space? You wouldn't have thought so unless he's gone down. Unless he's like, you know, I don't know, I just don't know why we don't have more like cellars and basements. Is it because of our hmm. is our is, well, is it sedimentary Fitzroy. rock? Is it too is it too expensive to penetrate yeah, to the crust? Yeah, to go down. I don't know what the laws are about like how much space you own. So you buy a block of land, do you own hmm. right through to the, the molten lava? Like yeah, magma <laughs> core. <laughs> 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 ironically, ironically, <laughs> Fitzroy is one of the only neighbourhoods where they have mm. the free terrace, like you know Gore Street yeah. up in the yeah. Union. So they actually I have dug those out. Yeah. You're getting an extra like half or third of floor space just by digging down. They're awesome, those little, um, yeah, they're awesome, those little three terraces where you have those little steps down. A lot of those in East Melbourne as well. If you're, if you're listening to Pie Hut from one of those, let us know. I had a mate, John, John Hartley, if you're there, he lives in one of those. Okay, okay, fair enough. Tony Onions, um, back to the hard ask. It's Eddie, yeah, the sovereign, whether, you, whether we like it or not. Mm-hmm. Eddie was more the Putin, wasn't he? Because he just would never, <laughs> he would never, you know, disembark the throne until the very end. Yeah, but until uh, there was a coup. But but kings and queens don't disembark the throne. They no, I mean, they it, don't. It is no, literally the end. Um, yeah, they do until the until the, the casket drops. Lee Molden, father Bob McGuire, and his prodigal son Edward McGuire. <laughs> Interesting, like linking those two together. Very. Um, I- I had a good chat with Father Bob McGuire last year. He right. Was, um, is he a Collingwood man? Oh, he's a big pies man. Is Absolutely. he? Okay. 100%. 100%. 100%. He, um, I was at a hospital of all places. I was visiting someone in a hospital and, and he was down in the cafeteria and I had a good chat with him about Collingwood. We weren't doing so well at that point, but um, yeah, he's a, he's a big, big pies man, so I can see that. Can the see same that cafeteria you saw, Rasta, Peter McKenna. No, no, that was at a pub. Uh, no, very right. different from the hospital. Okay. Lucas Taylor. Just found out this week my wife works with a member of the Rose family. I've not Ooh. shut up about it since. Even yeah, drove huge. past the AIA centre to show her the statue at the front. See that? That's Bobby Rose. That's your colleague's relation. Yeah. Uh, I, I, we could do a full pot on this. I think, um, wouldn't, that be, wouldn't that be amazing to have some some little form of connection to that um, mm. to that grand well, it's old a, yeah big old Collingwood family but it's kind of distant enough in the past that there'll be a lot of younger supporters who aren't really mm. up to date with the contribution of the Rose family um, the best the best I could do with that was um, a friend of the family was um, vice principal of Northcote High School and that's where Mark McGough went to that was like that's that's the best I've ever been able to do in terms of a link with a, a living or dead right. Collingwood player. That's pretty disappointing. Hmm. Well, you take what you can get. Nada, or Nada, who we've uh, talked about before, and a harder ask, what the hell happens to the Queen's birthday game? Good point. Oh, I'll take that as a comment. I didn't think of that, but it's not re- it wasn't really her birthday, right? So we've established that yeah, it's no. not it's not it's not reflective of an actual birthday. So just make it the King, King's Day, mm. Chuck Day, Chuck Day. Where's Charles? Charles, we've got to get used to saying that. I reckon we can get. Speaking of celebrity arms race, big get, but we get him down to the King's birthday game. The I got a fun, I got a story about Prince Charles. Do you want to hear it? Get in there. Go on. I was running around the tan one day and I kind of got to that point where, you know, it's a government house or whatever, it's like a driveway. Right. And there was, there was a, a flurry of automobiles, a movement, crazy movement. Mm, little flags and coming out of the bonnets. Yeah, yeah, all of that shit. Yeah, yeah. all of that shit. The, the number plate was just a crown. Like, literally, there was a lot of shit going, cops, cops on bikes and stuff. 
And I was like, I, I saw them coming, and I was like, if I put the jets on, because I didn't want it, I didn't want it to interrupt my flow. I was like in a rhythm. I was in a group, yeah. a running group. So I was like, if I put my jets on, I was about 300 meters away. I'll just cross before I'm before I'm forced to stop mm. for like three minutes. Anyway, put the jets on. The didn't make it. Security sees you accelerating towards the. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, they did, they did. But I looked, Rolls I looked, I, I looked. I didn't look like a threat. And I, so I, I Peter Stalker. I, d- I didn't make it. I just, I got there just sort of after the first car. Right. Had to kind of not slide on like um, entrecore, like like a tennis player on on clay. Yeah. But I had to Rapper. stop abruptly. Yeah. And I stopped face to face with Prince Charles. Wow. Who was in a um in in the convoy, and he looked at me, and I looked at him, clocked. And he drove off. And you're just like, you ruined my fucking run, mate. You ruined my I wasn't time. happy. I was look, I wasn't happy enough. But I, but I moved on. Add ten seconds to that. This is the longest hard this is this is the longest hard ask I think we've ever done, but it's good. Let's let's keep going. Wes, Lord Pendles and he ain't going anywhere. Killer five. Hmm. King Pants and Prince Nick. I like yep. that because it's not the blood relation you'd expect. It's uh it's Malay, yep. but then Nick. Godfather-esque. It's Godfather-esque. Um, mm. Killer Five or Queen Chloe Malloy. Oh, like that. Yeah, I love a that. W reference. We get enough of those. Friend and of the pod. Friend of the pod. Feel free, free to throw us some W references because we're into that in our um, off-season. Well, it's already started, hasn't it? Yep. Justin Lipinski. And um, yeah. he does look like a prince. So Justin's put he- a little emoji of a prince with a crown and with a uh, yeah. gif. And Lipinski, Lipinski isn't English though because his teeth is like immaculate. Like he looks beautiful. Well, sure, he would Italian be with a name like that. No, no, he, he's 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 Monaco. He's a principality. Ah, oh, yeah, he is. Of he is the son of, of a the son of a, a, a leading Hollywood lady in a. Um, he is, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Prince yeah. Andrew. I don't know how absolutely. he picked up a share, but that's our game. Phil Devlin, Prince Charming will definitely allow it. That's a, that's a um, comment on Justin's. Jessica Lansdowne, it has to be King Pendles and Prince Nick. There you go. Nick's, Nick and Pendles are getting good running. With Fly and Graham Wright to be knighted. Yeah. Yeah. Graham. Graham. Yeah. I thought it was going to be Fly and Graham Wright as one of those kind of security soldiers with the big, black, fluffy vertical hat at the front of Buckingham Palace. Yeah, Graham feels like, you know, the the butler that's been there for like 40 years that sort of is the yeah. consigliere that sort of advises right. the queen. Like, like you imagine... They, Jada, like, you they really it. run the show. And, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Behind, yeah, yeah. They never get never get the credit, but they're the, they're the puppet master. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they, they get the young princes in line. Aaron says, Peter Dacos, King Charles, Josh Dacos, Prince William, Nick Dacos, Prince Harry, and Fly is the Governor General. <laughs> Fly is the only <laughs> I, Australian one in there. I love it, but... Harry's been cast out, hasn't he? So, so it kind of needs to be Trelaw as the Harry. Yeah, that's a good one. I like that. Yeah, the, I like it. Little kind good. of ginger hair too. Luke Reynolds, yeah. the Elizabethan era is over, but the Dacosian mm. era that began in 1979 <laughs> yes. still has a long reign ahead. Oh, huge. very good. Schmick 2.0. Yeah. Pretty sure we know the answer to that. S H A W. Sure. Yep. Friend of the pod, Serge Nicholas the first. Yeah, straight up. Big time. The Prince. Turbo Man, King Eddie Maguire. Yep. Yep. Oh, look, he fits the bill, Eddie, doesn't he? That's to, not our you know. Turbo, is it? No, that's not. I don't no, know. I don't that's think not on Twitter. Original um, podcast member Turbo. But Turbo Man, thanks for that. I think you. it's interesting how many people think that Eddie Maguire still pulls the strings <laughs> in a kind of authoritarian sense ever someone someone hit me up the other day and they were like how much do you think eddie Maguire pays for that box you know he's always in a box now mm. he's always in like a super box he gets a box for life surely come on well it's isn't that like his jam media or jam tv or whatever he does the oh yeah, right yeah okay yeah yeah, yeah. he gets he, a box for life he's got it? interests you'd say yeah yeah he does Stuart adams to finish off um has to be joffa no brainer jeez i think joffa's definitely been cast out Ooh, of the royal family yeah. some time yeah, ago yeah, yeah. they went on a royal well, look, tour of fiji and he got he got boned over there in the tropics de- definitely on the uh on the flight log oh we got one um, more just come in i think chris turner tony shaw has precedence by being king of Mumba. and <laughs> could could you have any any greater preparation for life on the throne 
Oh, it's pretty good. I think we should get to- speaking of King of Moomba, if they if they are doing the floats down the down the Yarra for the grand final parade, I think get 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 Tony, Uncle Tony, Uncle Tony, the, yeah. The Moomba, you know, the robes is, and crown. He's got a deathly uh, phobia of St Kilda Road after he ran into that tree during the marathon. <laughs> he does, doesn't he? <laughs> that's a good one. Geez, some good some good answers. We only put that one up this morning, didn't we? That's that's fantastic. I love that. That is good. That is good. Still got a bit to cover off, but let's boot it home. We've got some, we've got some hard news. So we've got a lot of pie news that's sort of bubbling up to the surface. Obviously, it's, it's finals. Mm. They're in full swing. Lots of Collingwood content, as always. We've got a game against Fremantle. Let's cover off a, a, a little bit of that in our hard news segment. What do you got for us, Alex? So two contrasting stories here for hard news demo about how to go about negotiating for a contract. And I guess what that says culturally about you as an individual um, right, and also, uh, <laughs> it sheds some light on, I guess, um, some of the different individuals within within the four walls. Did you yeah. hear about the steel deal? No, no, I haven't heard anything about this. Well, neither had I, but neither had anyone. In fact, the media mm. hadn't heard about it. Supporters hadn't heard about it. <laughs> no one had heard about it. Let me just play a um, section of the press conference uh, with Steel side bottom during the week. I've got a deal for next year, yeah. Yep. Um, not really, but I don't think it's um, – it's obviously not common knowledge within the media world. I've, yeah, known, I don't know, probably the last – even probably the, before the season started. So um, either the club are lying to me or I'm getting <laughs> told something else. But, um, yeah, I'm at the pies next year. So, Damo, he's been asked, do you have a deal for next year? They're trying yeah. to like kind of rake some muck uh, about, yeah. you know, yeah. possible people being bounced out or any kind of, uh, you know, kind of suspense around deal making. And then Steele's like, oh, yeah, I've got a deal. I've had it since before the season, but it hasn't been announced so no one knows. So, I guess it was a trigger deal, which we love. We love triggers. Yeah. Um, and it's been triggered, obviously, probably about mm. 10 rounds in. Um, probably with his 600th disposal for the season, it got triggered. But I just thought it speaks to to Steele's um, unassuming nature, doesn't it? Yeah, and, you know, very very side bottom. You can imagine he's taken a deal which it's it's probably not the big bucks, it's not the glamorous deal. It's not hasn't even been announced to the media, um, mm. but it's enough for a shit boy to go home, um, plant yep. some crops, yep, raise raise his 15 father son rule children, and then. <laughs> Just get on with life in Shep and play some Coach local the Shep. footy. Coach so, the Shep Bears to a couple of flags. Everything, swans. everything we like about Steel in that. Yeah. Contrast, Demo. I have some intel. This could mm. this could be a pies wide shut, but uh, we're holding that segment for next year. Apparently, um, young Henry. We've talked about this. He's holding out for more cash. Um, and for those of you who think that Pie Hard doesn't do enough research, well, I'll tell you what. This is straight from Twitter, so this is obviously <laughs> very reliable news. Oh, but um, yep. apparently, he's holding out for four hundred k plus. And Graham's told him he's dreaming. In fact, Graham told him earlier in the year that that won't be happening. Hmm. Um, and the the Henry, um, what's his first name? Count Dracula. Ollie. Ollie Henry's, you know, management and him have got together and decided to play hardball, probably so he can get back to the handbag team, back up to the highway yeah. to Geelong. Yeah. And it just smacks of a, yeah, it's obviously the free agency culture. We've talked about that. But compared to the steel deal, you just think, do we want that kind of character in the team? Yeah, well, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know what uh, this source sounds um, a little bit iffy to me. but It I, was I actually think- pie sauce, pie's sauce or pie sauce. So that's I think, the, um, yeah, the reference. Okay. okay, well, I think I think the fact that he hasn't sort of signed at this point, there's probably there's probably maybe a, a, an element of truth to to what you've just said. But look, I, I'd say I'd say with that kid, we've kind of learned our lessons, haven't we? Or we we're still exercising those those demons. If a kid wants out mm. or wants a ridiculous amount of money, I think we're better off at this point just to let let him go, try and get max value back. Um, I think especially with what the club is building and what 
Flyers building, I think it's going to be pretty clear that, um, you know, we're going to be able to bring some robust players in. So as much as I'd love Ollie Henry to be at the club and to develop at the club and I, I see a future for him, um, I think at this point, you know, there was that crazy thing though. I saw a, I saw a, um, I saw an article about Taranto, you know, when, when the club was chasing Taranto mm. and then there was a headline which was like, you know, Taranto to decide between Richmond and Collingwood. Yeah. I was like, man, if you're, if you're choosing between Richmond and Collingwood, enjoy Tigerland. Mm. Like, middle finger, you know, yeah. fuck you. Lipinski wasn't choosing between no, Richmond no. and Collingwood. The best, the the best ones, the best ones aren't. The best ones aren't. And look, it's, it, it's easy to say we've probably struggled in this area of attracting big names over the last, I'm mm. talking about A-graders, genuine A-graders over the last three years. We've kind of lost most three. of them to Richmond. I don't think we've ever attracted that greater. <laughs> we got we got um, Anthony Rocker. Um, <laughs> it's true, but uh, that was a while ago. <laughs> and Lacuria. but um, yeah, look, we, uh, we're not we don't we're not doing so well there. But you know, I love that. I just love that when you if you're choosing between Collingwood and someone else, go with mm. someone else. The problem yeah, I have when, with we're not right for you. Problem I have with the Henry situation is we've invested two years of development in the kid, and nah, you're not going to get yeah, much back because I think you get compensated according to their wage. He's not on much. I don't know, like. Ah, uh, just uh, look. Let, let me be honest. Yeah. The crux of it for me, yeah. I fucking hate players going to Geelong, and I feel like he's going to join us. <laughs> I don't care. Hypothetically, if mm. Dugowie leaves, I'd put, I want Dugowie to stay. Mm. He's good yeah. enough, and he's good enough in big games. That's what we care about. Blockbuster fatigue. He yeah. doesn't even get it. He doesn't get any fatigue. He just yeah. goes bigger in big games. I want Dugowie to stay, but hypothetically, there's talk about Geelong was interested. I don't care where he goes, man. But mm. not Geelong. I can't do Geelong. They put on those fucking blue hoops. It's just disgusting. Seriously. It hurts you, doesn't it? it so I guess you. I feel like Henry's it's triggered triggered by Patrick Dangerfield. Look, um, yeah, I don't know. If, if he goes, he goes. He goes, he goes. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Finally, um, Lazy Mose will be the place to be uh, pre-game on really? Saturday. Oh, can I hang on? Sorry, before we move off. All right. Sorry, before we move off. You're talking about steel side bottom. Yes. The steel deal. Did you read the article today about how he bought his mum a house in Shepparton? No, but I've read these identical article about Jamie Elliott in, in Euroa just down the, yeah. down the freeway. So He bought a house for his mum in the same street as his, as his brother in Shep because his mum was renting off, um, off his sister, I think. Right. And he was like, it wasn't, you know, it was a chunk of cash, wasn't, you know, I could do it. I could cover it. So I bought my mum a house. She never has to worry about. That was his next year's wage. Again. I'd say. What's the what's the average home price in Shep? We're talking oh, three hundred and fifty. Yeah, I reckon it's. I reckon it's probably it's probably nudging towards four hundred at yeah, the moment. And you'd say that's um, what he'd be on, like you a, maybe more. I mean, but he's not going to be on more than five hundred because of his veteran says that they get harsh with the old guys. They kind of play hardball and they don't offer him much. But if it's enough for a house in Shep. It's enough for our steel. I just thought it's nice buying. Uh, I've, I've never it's bought one on my house. Yeah, it's a it's Man, a nice well, it's a nice thing to do. Next year's um, quite a hard deal. Once you do sign on the dollar line, because yeah. you've been a bit tardy. Let's be honest, you've been holding out for um for something get bigger. Some, but get some of that gill money. Once you do sign, you can you can buy yourself um a house in the, in uh, Andamooka. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. As 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 we were, what were we talking about? Lazy oh, lazy Mo is the place to be for tomorrow's pregame. Uh, lasagna. There was a time when we <laughs> we you contacted the dude that owns Lazy Mo's, who of course is Trent Bianco's father. Yeah, that's right. And flagged the idea of doing a podcast at Lazy Mo's, but then within no, a- we, I, I wanted to do I wanted to do a pie hard special, which was a three martini lunch. <laughs> so yeah, literally you sit down, and they'll bring out something. They'll bring out I think it was like garlic bread, mm. and just three consecutive um, martinis and just slap a price on it, like, you know, 60 bucks or something and mm. let, the, let the crowds sort of rush in. Wow. But uh, I did that because they follow Pie Hard. So, sorry, I didn't, I didn't like, chase these guys down. They were, they were active. nothing to be avid, embarrassed about. I mean, avid, avid, avid fans of, of the pod and I thought, well. Hey, doing some marketing. It was, good. It was a good let's, idea. Let's dance. Then, let's dance. Within a week, um, we found out that AFL Exchange which was the one of the official AFL podcasts with it had Mitch Cleary and these blokes was officially sponsored by Lazy Mo's. 
<laughs> which really put a, yeah, put a dampener on things. Um, mm. Obviously, old mate was selling out uh, well before you made the contact. But wouldn't it be nice if the Collingwood Hordes on Saturday demo went past Lazy Moe's for a three martini lunch just to get the temperature really soaring in the cauldron tomorrow? I think, I think there should be a I would, Collingwood supporters half cut. I would love to see a Lazy Moe's outlet at the bottom of the Ponsford at the MCG, mm. a place where after a game you can go and celebrate or commiserate with a bottomless bowl of nachos, mm. some lasagna and- Big um, portion sizes, isn't it? One of those, one of those, uh, you know, the frozen margarita machine blends. Look, I think if, that would just be huge. If we win the premiership this year, um, I will commit to to taking you to Lazy Mo's, okay. the one on the way to the airport, and we'll, we We're will coming. do that podcast. We're coming for you, Lazy Mo. All right. Um, we should talk about the game well, very The question quickly. that I was going to ask quickly was mm. as we move towards the Fremantle uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. deep dive analysis we're going to not do, mm. um, do you agree with the selection of Bianco over the likes of Finn McRae and Josh Carmichael? Ah, good question. Um, yes, yes, and I'll tell you why. They uh, see something in him, don't they? Well, no, I think it's all about versatility. So if you look at Carmichael, he's he's probably he's he's going to overtake Bianco in terms of what he brings to the team, but he's not there yet. He's playing mm-hmm. his first season. I reckon he's probably banged up a little bit and doesn't have the everyone calls it a tank. I just don't think his fitness is, is probably where it needs to be for a big final. Right. Um with Finn McRae, uh I thought they'd select him. Great developing midfielder. Um, but that's kind of his role, right? But he that, was that, bringing he was bringing form to Absolutely, absolutely. VFL, but I'd, I'd say that that's the role he plays in that team at the moment. Yeah, but he's I think more of Bianco, an inside mid, like just like Taylor Adams. Okay, I think with Bianco, yeah, right. He can play forward. He can kick goals. He can play back flank, mm. and he could run on a wing. Yeah, see, I think that they see something in Bianco, and I can. I've seen a glimpse. I haven't seen much of it, but I see. I've seen a glimpse. He's got that leadership pedigree from Oakley, but I think that he's yeah. Got a he was the captain, step. wasn't he? Wasn't he? Wasn't he, he was the, the captain, captain of the team during some yeah. They won a junior pre- finals. I, th- I think they, that I'm all. Sure, they I, won a premiership. It's not the ten goals I, I think that, that side all, bottom kicked, but it's it's a good indication. But he's I got think a that step. all adds to it. Yeah, it, it's he put it in the into the pot and he stir it up and it's a it's a cauldron of talent. But he's got a step demo. I've seen it once or twice. It's a slight silkiness. Um, mm. I'm going to kill him by saying it's. Pendlebury-esque, but it's just a something, a little bit of awareness in the contest. But haven't seen a lot of it. And I'll be honest, I was surprised that he was the selection above those other two I mentioned. But good luck, boy. Um, it's Friday evening as we speak. Um, so you'll be listening to this podcast on the way to the game or after the game, in which case everything's irrelevant. But um, <laughs> as we speak, I think that um, I think that young mate um, Trent would be hoeing into mm. a Lazy Mo's double-sized portion of lasagna. Think? Yeah, beautiful. All right, I think so. And look, let's while we're on the subject of the Fremantle game, we it's a sellout, right? Which is which is insane. Mm. It's going to be a ninety nine point nine nine percent black and white Collingwood crowd. Right. Um, it's going to be a, a a really sort of dominant and forceful atmosphere, isn't it? Mm. You're going to walk in and you're going to feel like it's going to feel like America, isn't it? It's going to feel like we have. You've jumped on a jet and you've headed over to Boston America. for game six. Yeah. And it's just it's just relentless from and start to finish. And if we painted the grass like they do the, the floor in Boston, you know, they've got the, their own kind of decals. Oh, the, yeah. The, um, just big black yeah. and white stripes all the way up the MCG. But it, it it bloody the, fantastic, isn't it? It begs the question, Demo, tomorrow night, Saturday night against Fremantle mm. will be the most, the closest to like a legitimate home ground advantage by a crowd that we've had, you know, that, that we kind of will ever have basically. Since, since, since that since that prelim against GWS. Okay, since the prelim. But I'm going back further demo since Vic Park days. So mm. I'm just wondering what other elements we could bring to just top up that home ground advantage from Vic Park. So I, I wouldn't be adverse to like to really – because they're pretty soft over in Fremantle. Like they're floating around in the sun. They're going down to Little Creatures Brewery on the dock. You know their days off are like swanning on the beach. Bring back some spitting, some spitting <laughs> at the race. 
Well, Harry Harry Styles just spat on Chris Pine, so that's that would be a that would be a relevant sort yeah, of um, at the at the at the Cannes Film Festival. You know what? You know what I think they should do. Mm. You know what? You know what the Collingwood Football Club should do. They should they should just say to everyone, look, this is it's a huge game, right? Don't need to stress that. Cutthroat. We mm. lose, we're out. We've got the we've got the balance of power with the the team. Mm. The what is it? The nineteenth man or the twenty. 4th man, 25th man or whatever it is, whatever you want to call it in uh, in another sports parlance. Mm. What what about we want you guys to come dressed in either black or white. Yeah. That's the that's the dress code. So not going to be an issue cuz they're predominantly black puffers out there anyway, but just wear black or white. Just black maybe. Let's let's paint yeah, let's black. Okay, let's go black hole. Let's just paint yeah. the MCG black. black hole. And Fremantle, really you are going to disappear down a black hole. You know that bullshit stuff that they do sometimes. I shouldn't say it's bullshit because I think it's a, when someone dies. But um, you know they're like at the thirteenth. Someone someone is not doing well and wears a jumper thirteen, and it's like at the thirteen minute mark of the first quarter. Right. We want everyone to do something like chant or say something. Yeah, it's, it Just, should be a flash mob, an MCG yeah. flash mob. We rehearse it, and a hundred ninety eight thousand people at the same time dressed in black, yeah. not blackface, just black everything else. <laughs> Turn, yeah. yeah, absolutely. On the Fremantle cheer squad, what is it like? Twelve of them? <laughs> it was just a mob. It reminds me. Do you remind? It reminds me of that time a few years ago when we were um, we were on the way to the MCG. Do you remember this? We were getting drunk at the um, the Union Club Hotel in Fitzroy, and we're chatting chatting to one of the bartenders, and he's like, "Oh, fuck, you know." We've got Ross Lyons booked the. Oh, that's right. Ross Ross that. Lyons Ross Lyons booked the back room. Yeah, and all the all the Fremantle boys are coming in here for dinner after the game. You know, because Ross knows the owner. They, actually, all that stuff. they, they beat us in the quarter. Well, well, this is a, this game, is a, right? this is the story. This is the story, and um, so our, our ears peaked, and we we're like, well, reminded not to come back here post match. Yeah, but after losing to Fremantle. Mm. And um, you know, not feeling great about the loss, we proceeded to tell every Fremantle supporter that we saw, mm. and we're talking like the full-on nuffies, <laughs> like the crazies, like the, the ones that you cross the side of the street Look, to avoid. Anyone that crosses the Nullarbor for a Frio game is a nuffie. We told them to head down yeah. to the Union Club. It's a meet and greet. It's like those. It's, a me- Colin- <laughs> it's, it's a, the it's an open- ones at the Lara Hotel. There's it's a an meet open and greet training. at the Union Club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Photos. Get your photos. Five Go up to the players. Signature. Have a chat to them. Then, um, yeah, it's just. <laughs> well, it's <laughs> also because we ha- we we detested mm. the bartender who I think we had a, oh, a yeah, lighthearted jibe at Fremantle with mm. the Purple Haze. Piece of shit. Yeah. And he took immediate offense. And we're like, mate, yeah. you you you. A bartender in a pub in Fitzroy, a kilometre from, from the ground. It's gone downhill. Gone What's going downhill. on, guys? All right, last one. Last one on the docket before we jump out. And I just threw this one in here. So, I don't know if you saw, there was an article with Scott Pendlebury. Oh, there's been a couple of articles. The article was titled, Look Out for Flying Pigs. Okay. Are, are the Magpies Victorian's second favourite team? An exciting on-the-edge return to the top has Collingwood in everyone's good books. Now, this was picked up on AFL 360. Mm-hmm. There was a couple of there was a couple of think pieces in the uh the the old school dying legacy media. But the thing that really caught my eye was a quote from Scott Pendlebury, okay. the captain of the Collingwood Football Club. And he said this, Alex, he said, I feel like if you don't go for Collingwood, you don't hate us as much as you used to. Now mm, big call, eh? You, you know what, Collingwood, we're we're all in. We're all in on the hate train. Yeah, we want to give it to us. We're also we're also peace and love, but we understand that we're this peace is and bigger love in t- it internally, but externally mm. we're spiky. Well, this goes this this is bigger than pie hard. This, this this is bigger than all of us. This is bigger than any supporters. This goes back to eighteen ninety two. Take we sides. Cess- cesspit of the um of the uh of the footballing That's landscape. That's right. The drain would, would, would drain down into those lower reaches of Collingwood East. Kill for it? Collingwood. Yeah. Kill for Collingwood. And, um, you know, we've all grown up copying it, right? Barrack for Collingwood, all mm. of that stuff. And there's been, a, there's been an absolute change in direction from the club, a move away from that to a more inclusive, more loving, more, um, you know. Uh, modern. Heart-based modern approach. Imagine if, so they we based, are- if they based their ethos on the, the drained assess pit of 100 <laughs> years ago instead yeah. of the love mentality. That'd be good. That's what I was calling yeah. for. 
take sides. It'd be cool if you did that. Like if you did do that, it'd be sick because you could call like Collingwood's home ground like the abattoir. Like you could mm. really lean anyway. Yeah, it's very rich viscerally. It's very rich. In the it's, abattoir. It's, it's, a, it's a well. It's a well you could really, really mine, um, or a mine you could really tap. Uh, but we did ask a pie hard poll just to finish it off, just to close this one out. We mm-hmm. asked, is it acceptable to have a f- second favorite team? Now, before I go into the results, Alex, you haven't seen this, but I'm going to ask you the question. Is it acceptable in the modern era to have a um, a team that you would class as a, as a second favorite team? Yes. Yes or no? Tasmania. Yes. Is that? Uh, you cut out. Yes, Tasmania. <laughs> Tasmania. You All can't right, well, tell me that Tasmania is not going to be the second favourite team for the first 10 years of their brittle existence. I don't know about that. Are you saying the Purple Haze? No, I'm just saying, look, well, there's a theory around it because I think Fremantle is considered, you know, I think mm. Fremantle Sydney maybe. I don't know. There's a couple of teams. The Western Bulldogs, Bulldogs used to be. It's, Gold it's Coast, always like, toothless teams that don't pose yeah, a threat yeah, it's teams that, that we don't Teams mind. that don't, yeah, exactly. It's what we said to, um, it's what we said to Jimmy Clement. So we said to Jimmy on. Clement's face and yeah. he was mildly <laughs> horrified because <laughs> he's he got hasn't foot called in both us back. Mm, he hasn't called us back. But we did ask the question and I'm going to say 20% of... Uh, Recipient, fifty. What is? Why am I reading this shit? Got the wrong thing up. No, actually, twenty percent of you said yes. Mm. It is cool. Okay. You can have a second favorite team. That's who. No one gives a fuck. That's cool. But a whopping eighty percent said no. no hard yeah, no. There was a hundred, hundred and twenty votes. Hundred and twenty votes in like you know less than an hour. Yeah, fuck. Read out a few responses. Cable. I believe in a hard no, but I would say in certain circumstances, it's somewhat okay. Like if a family member was drafted to another team, or you worked for, or had a relationship to another side. Fair enough. Um, Lies said second team, no. Soft spots are okay. My soft spot is for the Suns because of Stewie Dewey. Metricon's warm. Okay. It's got, a, it's got a pool on the boundary and you can eat clippos at games, which is great. I don't think I've ever had a clippo at a football game. It's a lifestyle, but look, that's as far as I'll go. Love it. Phil, second is the biggest loser or the remaining loser set. Melissa said, I lose all respect for people when they say my second team is vomit mm. emoji. I like that Yeah, one. it's gross. Adam had a good one. He does have a second favorite team, and it's the Collingwood Reserves. Good. Nice. Strong. Nice. Loyal. Uh, Eden, Eden said soft spots are fine. Actually, liking another team, though, is a big no-no. Mm. Um, the only Mick time Graham, you like another team legitimately is, or you barrack for another team is when that, there's a dem- demonstrable uplift in the Collingwood fate for that season. So there's a percentage ramification mm. or a premiership points ramification. If mm. one team wins, it's better yeah, for you're us. Right. That's the only time. That's the only excuse. Or if Graham Wright's about to go there and just ransack, you know, they're developing youngsters in a in a coup. I think you could, you know, just a bit of a soft spot there. Um, Mick Graham said, I'm assuming this is a rhetorical question. Uh, Benjamin said, I have a spot, soft spot for the Swans. Mm. That, that does that count as a second favorite? They've still team? been. Yes, it does. They've still been. They've been successful for yeah. a long time now. I don't know with the cola. Stick it up. We're gonna next yeah. week. Next week, demo. Um, when we make it through to the prelim, uh, which will be in Sydney, I'm gonna flag it here. I'm gonna put it out here. Technology willing, we're gonna do a live pod before the game in the lead up because we're we're unlikely to make it to Sydney, but we'll see. Yeah, we might make it to Sydney. We might perch up on top of one of the light towers, sneak in through the park there. But if we don't, we're gonna do a live podcast. Um, mm-hmm. We will be releasing the details so you can tune in. We'll be on for a couple of hours um, broadcast, like a radio show, you know? Yep. yep. I think that would be fair enough. I think we owe it to the uh, the Pie Hard Brethren out there to do. Just uh, in the build-up. Um, yeah, it would be great. In the afternoon just before the game. Be a nice way to lead up to the grand final episode of Pie Hard, wouldn't it, when we make it that It's far. a big couple of weeks, let's be honest. And, um, big couple of you weeks. You know, if uh, death uh, gets its claws into us um, this week, um, which – you know, is highly, highly unlikely in the cauldron of the MCG with 98,000 magpies uh, dressed in black. If it were to happen, uh, blasphemy, mm. you're not going to hear from us again because we said mic drop. <laughs> it's, a, it's a pie. Well, you will, you drop. will. You will. You will in March, March 2023. Yeah. No, we'll do a, um, we'll do a trade we special. Come out of it. Come out of the- And you just won't hear anything for the next three months. We're gonna cry, cryogenically freeze ourselves, and just like a like a mammoth in permafrost in Siberia, and then come March when the uh, Wizard Cup schedule comes out and yeah. everyone's oh, sort yeah. of fit, 
and uh, we've picked up some kids and in the in the trade and we're, we're feeling pretty good about ourselves and McRae's signed on for another 10 years we'll we'll come out but let's not get let's not, we don't have to worry about that yet because we have an epic a huge what is this a what is this a semi-final flip side when, when we win the uh semi prelim and grand mm. final we'll actually pot all summer and we'll just do um oh we'll just keep doing it just yeah. do a hard hard 20 every day um all right. Thanks for listening, everyone. It's been a great episode. We've gone pretty hard. We've we've covered a bit off uh, this week. We're gonna we're gonna be there. We're gonna see you guys this weekend at the game. Uh, don't forget to wear something black and at the thirteen minute mark, um, throttle a, a Fremantle supporter. Um, as that's not us. That's Collingwood. That's that's an official remit from Collingwood. So um, yeah, get behind the boys and uh, yeah, Alex. Thanks for joining us. It's been a good one. See you soon. Uh, we'll see you hopefully next week. This is Pie Hard.